Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. I am Willie King, and this is the bigger picture. Asia Pacific markets have opened higher this morning, following from Wall Street's overnight trading after a soft U.S. inflation reading, which boosted hopes that the Federal Reserve is nearing the end of its interest rate hiking campaign. So the latest reading is a major improvement from a peak of nine percent in June 2022, the highest rate since November 1981. Following that, you have the 10-year Treasury yield that has leapt over five percent. October tumbled below 4.5% following the soft inflation report. So far, bonds have relatively less room to rise further in the near term and it seems like the US 10-year government bond yield has fallen close to about 4.45% set in October. What does all this data mean? Joining us on the line as we unpack all of this is Audrey Grow, Standard Chartered's Head of Asset Allocation and Thematic Strategy. Good morning, Audrey. How are you? Good morning, really. Glad to hear. So the S&P 500 has also notched the best day since April this year. And you have also the Dow, which have led nearly 500 points from last night. Uh, you have the 10-year Treasury yield, which fell more than 18 basis points to about 4.45%. So you have a strong rally in stocks. Bond yield seems to have hit their peak. What's next for the rest of this year and coming in 2024? Well, our expectation is the equity rally could well extend into the end of the year. Because I think, for one, we are seeing core inflation starting to moderate. So you mentioned about the lower than expected uh, inflation print, which also means that the effects tightening of policy has been doing its job to reduce inflation and price pressure. So what this means is, you know, there's probably reduced the risk of further tightening by the Fed towards the end. So that's one factor. The other factor is if we look at overall how investors are being positioned, most investors are quite bearishly positioned across major equity regions. So the fact that inflation has been lower and you get less headwind from central banks also meant that some of these bearish positioning have room to unwind. And then last but not least, if you look at November and December, historically speaking, um, these two months tend to be historically the best two months in terms of U.S. market returns. So from a seasonality perspective as well, we also do expect uh, that to support, to be supportive of the equity rally into year end. Following from equities, we have almost most of the U.S. companies in the S&P 500 already have reported their third quarter's 2023 earnings. You also have in Europe around 63% of their companies and the major index have also reported their earnings. And also most of the companies except the tech companies in China have reported their third quarter earnings. So some of these sectors have showed positive surprises here. When we're talking about third quarter earnings, corporate earnings on major markets, anything stands out for you, Audrey? I think what's interesting is this time around, actually most, if you just look at the US alone, the earnings growth has been quite surprisingly strong. So if you look at US net-net in 3Q, right, third quarter, they've delivered around 6% earnings growth and expected 7% in 4Q 2023. And the, the positive upside surprise was actually quite broad-based where we have nine sectors out of 11 sectors actually delivering positive surprises. But having said that, despite the positive surprise in earnings, actually the guidance by management was a bit cautious. So if we think about it, I think most management are a bit cautious about the tightening that we've seen so far in monetary policies. Mm. Uh, and of course, with the dysfunctions ongoing in the Congress at the moment. So if it, in terms of forward estimates, actually analysts have revised some expectations slightly for next year to just below 12% in terms of earnings growth. Mm, and are there still opportunities to invest in stocks? So based on our analysis, I think stock market could continue to do well up until the onset of the recession. Because if you look at historically, even though even just this year, for example, many strategists have been calling for a recession since the beginning of this year and of last year. But obviously, stock market has continued to climb the wall of worry to deliver positive returns and in fact, better relative returns compared to bonds as well. Mm. And from our analysis, um, typically speaking, 
and it can continue to perform uh, well up until you know jobs market starts to shrink. So from now to then, and we know that labor market in the U.S. is still very, very resilient, and we are still seeing net X in terms of job numbers. So from that perspective, we continue to like to have a core allocation to equity. Until such time we see a further weakening or shrinking into the job market, to us then that would be one key signal to maybe turn a bit more defensive than what we have been so far. Mm. Following from allocation to equities, I mean, what are you telling your clients or your investors on the asset allocation for investors? How should clients invest in a stock bond portfolio? And is the 60-40 portfolio still valid today? So I think uh, there are a few key conviction calls from us. One is really in terms of bond markets, uh, we do believe that the Fed has peaked in terms of, of its rate hiking cycle. We're not expecting any more rate hikes by the end of this year. So what this means is that a bond use really likely will have limited room to rise further from here. So we've been advocating our clients to lock in the higher yield on offer whenever there are any spikes in use because some of the high returns or high yields that you're getting on cash or bonds, they may not last because once the central bank starts to cut, actually bond yields and cash returns also start to go down. Mm. So that's one conviction area that I think uh, investors can, can consider. Second of all, we've been asking investors to maintain a balanced allocation. So if we talk about a moderate aggressive client, it is probably around maybe 55-53% allocation to, to stocks, maybe another 35-37% allocation to, to bonds, and the rest will be in the likes of uh, cash as well as alternative assets, right? So the reason for this core balance allocation is also due to the fact that I mentioned earlier that historically, um, equity markets can actually perform well right just before the onset of a recession. So even though there's a lot of concern today, but so long as the labor market continues to remain quite resilient, they're not laying off you know, people big time and we don't get net job losses per se, actually the consumption engine in the US can continue to trot along quite well, powering this uh, balanced portfolio. So I think that's one area that I think investors need to keep in mind as well and not to be overly too defensive, but really making sure that our money works hard for us to generate the return that we need to beat inflation at the very least. We have been speaking with Audrey Gold, Standard Chartered's Head of Asset Allocation and Thematic Strategy. Thank you so much for your insights, Audrey. Hope to see you around. Thanks. Stay with Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.